So moving on for now to uh, the move to amend, uh, maybe you can just explain to myself and the viewers uh, what it's all about and, and also in particular what is meant by corporate personhood, which I'm kind of vaguely aware of only, I'm afraid. Um, and why does corporate personhood need to end? Great question. Because, <laughs> um, well, Move to Amend started back in 2009, and it, it formed to create a coalition of, of multiple organizations, hundreds of individuals that are committed to social and economic justice, um, kind of ending corporate rule, which is also corporate personhood, and building a vibrant democracy that generally is accountable to the people and not the interest of corporations or capitalist interest corporations. Um, and so the work that Move to Amend does is kind of two-part. The, the forefront work is what, what is known as the We the People Amendment. It's a uh, constitutional amendment to remove um, corporate rule, corporate constitutional rights from the U.S. Constitution. Um, the other part of the work is to build the needed coalition and community strong enough that we are actually bringing democracy to our backyard and not having it live in Washington, D.C. and run by billionaires, corporations and stuff that actually we're, we're building a coalition so we can create the world that we all deserve and be strong enough, have the people power ready. So when we do overturn and get rid of corporate constitutional rights, that we're strong enough and collective enough that when the pushback comes, when they're trying to regain their power, because they're not just going to give it up, that we're strong enough to hold, hold it back. So there's grassroots organizing to really, from city to city, to really build the infrastructure that's needed to create the world. And we see that corporate constitutional right is the biggest barrier in, in our way that keeps us from accessing what is needed. And so your question around what is corporate personhood, um, it's also no term is uh, corporate constitutional rights. The, the, those are interchangeable. Um, U.S. Constitution gives uh, an entity of a corporation, which is not a living being, the same rights as every human in the United States. So the right to free speech, the right to, you know, all the things that is in our Bill of Rights that is applied to corporations. So that means anytime citizens say, we actually need warning labels on this product because it's causing harm to children, it's causing harm to, it's causing harm to us, it's destroying our environment, it's just pollution or whatever. Corporations, and they have done this, can say, no, you're violating our First Amendment right to free speech by putting a label on our product. So you can't do that. So, it, you know, our ability to access and have consumer rights is stopped by corporate constitutional rights because they can say, you're violating my freedom of speech by saying that I have to put this label on my product. And this has happened in, you know, in the, in the dairy industry. The dairy industry in the U.S. has been, been largely known by using pesticides and other chemicals that harm our body. Consumer rights organizations have fought to try to get a label on milk jugs in the stores saying this product contains these harmful chemicals. 
the dairy industry fought back and said, no, it's a violation of our rights. And those labels don't exist. Um, it's just one example. There's so many other examples using the 14th Amendment and everything else that corporations use. So if we remove this, we give the power back to the people to make the decisions that the, the people want, not what money interest wants. So that's kind of the, in a nutshell, what Move to Amend does. Right. That's fantastic. No, that, that really helps me because somebody has tried to explain this to me before about why uh, uh, treating corporations as people is such a bad thing. And I didn't quite get my head around it. I mean, I knew it was wrong somehow, but the, the specific example you've given of, of food labeling, that really brings it home to me. Now, now I, I, I've got a much better understanding. And, and now I'm thinking of food labels I've read in the UK, possibly from American companies, where I've read the label and I've thought, hang on a minute, there's just no information on this label. Why is that? I, you know, I don't, I don't even know what, what this food is practically. So um, that, might, that might explain that. Um, that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, so in your, in your activist work in general, do you often find yourself working with uh, reformists uh, social democrats what have you and how do you negotiate the tension between the reform of capitalism and the abolition or presenting of alternatives to capitalism in your day-to-day -day work is it something that you struggle with at all or is it just you know you know with which people you can be more radical and with which people you can be less radical and and when you have to build bridges and when you have to you know uh, when you have to talk about dismantling hierarchy completely and when you have to be a bit more um, make a bit more of a compromise or whatever is, is that something that's a constant sort of practice for you or how do you negotiate that yeah I think it's important to you know the the old friend know your audience I think it's really important yeah. and I think it's it's important um, not because it gives you a leg up or anything you know silly like that but it's important to know um, what conversation you're going to have. Um, and it's, it's not coming from a place of, oh, I have to get them to think the way that I think or believe everything that I believe, but coming from a place of knowing that change needs to happen. It needs to happen fast, but it also needs to happen from a place where there's complete buy-in of the people making this change. Um, so knowing the audience, knowing who you're speaking to, helps frame that conversation um and sometimes you don't get it right some people that yeah. I think, um that are more radical and when i start talking about stuff i'm like i can see their face kind of go hmm. and then i'm right. like okay i gotta i gotta find this common ground um but it's not in a way that i, I, I maybe when i was younger and maybe it's because i've done this for so long when i was younger i think i might have catered more to making them comfortable more than making me staying true to what I see is needed. Um, much less now. And it's not, there's more of a, of a listening that I do um, to see where they're coming from first before saying, hey, the ballot box idea is kind of a dead end. It's not a strategy, it's a tactic kind of thing. Because normally 
I'm in that conversation a lot. It's like, we got to do something. All right, what are we going to do? We got to get the right people in the office. I'm like, great, but that's a tactic, not a strategy. You know, right. let's talk about that. And and it's hard for people to think that because even, you know, we're talking about the Constitution. For the most part, a lot of people in the U.S. believe the Constitution is this sacred document mm-hmm. and it can't be touched, yeah. even though it's been touched over, what, 29 times, 26 times now. Um, but there's this idea that people hold about things that may not be true once pressure test, but people hold it to be true. And that's true about how to approach things, especially in the political realm. That's why we always hear if we vote for the right people, get the right people in the office, and then the right things are going to happen. And um, that is true to an extent, but it's not the long game. That's a tactic. Yeah. Um, so just seeing where people are, hearing where they're coming from, and understanding that I, most of, for the most part, have may have been where they are now, five, three, ten years ago. I think that there's just a, an element of that that just makes the conversations way better um, uh, and more fruitful because it's not trying to get us all at the same place. It's trying to get us all pointing in, in the general direction. Right. And then that creativity comes from that. Yeah. Sure, sure. No, I totally agree with you. That's a great response, yeah. Um, and maybe kind of linked to that question is, um, I don't know if you've got any views on using capitalist platforms like YouTube to undermine capitalism. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hoping to do that myself or trying to go in that direction. And obviously you've got a YouTube channel with a, a radical yeah. guide. And I know you've launched on some other channels. I haven't really investigated those. I don't know if they're more open source or whether they're similar to YouTube or what, but um, I am slightly, for myself, slightly worried, I guess, that one day I might achieve like thousands and thousands of followers and then just post a couple of videos that YouTube doesn't like and then suddenly I'm, I'm gone. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this kind of stuff. Um, so I think the, the question is, how do we how can we function and as anti-capitalist in a, a capitalist world and well, using the platforms or yeah take it how you want you, you could answer that yeah. specific question yeah or, or or if not just any thoughts in general on on how to negotiate the capitalist landscape like you know like should we diversify should we be on lots of platforms just in case one of them gets taken down or uh, yeah i think I, I speaking from a radical guy's viewpoint, um, I'm all for all the platforms. Get it on all the platforms, not because I'm afraid one's going to get taken down, right. but knowing that our voice is not on all the platforms. Right, right. I mean, like you mentioned that we just radical guy just now has a Roku channel and a Fire TV channel, um, and one of the main motivators for me to to do that is or two motivators. One kind of selfish is like, can I do that? Can I learn how to do that? Is that even possible? And the other one is looking at those channels and looking at what information is on those channels, you know, or on those platforms, uh, not, not channels, but on the platforms, they're all hardcore right-leaning content. Oh, really? And I'm like, where's our voice in this? Right, right. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm going to put it on there. It may or may not be successful. I don't care. I just, uh, I want 
to start going down this path with hopes that other people will go down that path. Not that radical guide will become famous and be the, the yeah. channel that everybody goes to, but it, it shows a path that is possible. And hopefully other people start doing it and yeah. more and more leftist ideologies gets out there because here in the U the U.S., you know, I don't, and I'm sure in the in the U.K., um, the 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 worldview is kind of tilting to the right now heavily. Um, it's swinging that way. It's, right. We're seeing it show up so much. We're seeing. Yeah, I don't need to go into it because we're we're seeing it, um, and we need to get our our act together get our narratives together get our our voices out there because right now they're not being challenged i mean they're being challenged on the street um many fascist groups other organizational you know they are on the street challenging it and then we also you know it's also a game of worldview um and i think channels like like yours content that we put on you know road road crew and stuff helps people see there's other ways of thinking out there. Um, and I know people always say, well, you're, you're just catering to the same, the same mindset of people. You're gonna write, the far right's not coming to your channel watching your videos. But I don't think that's, uh, that's not a, for me, that's not a litmus test because of the feedback that I get for what I do for even people that lean left, it's kind of helped them go a little bit further and have a deeper analysis of why yeah. they feel this way, why they believe this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and nothing happens in a vacuum. So just having the videos and having the conversation, they're important, but it's again, not the end goal. It's a, it's a tactic to the strategy, um, similar to the, what we said about the ballot box. Yeah. Um, and as long as we, we stay tuned to that and realize that and not get caught up in, in, this is all I'm doing. This this is what's going to change the world. This is what's going to lead to liberation. Is as long as we don't get caught up in that, I think it's it's all beneficial. Take take the free platforms. Take yeah, yeah, right, right. get it out there. Get it out there. Yeah. There's there's no other alternative for us. If we don't take it, where's it going to go? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah.